Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to Lucy's Week in Ambridge. We began the week with Emma moaning about bins. Oh, it's like the real housewives of Beverly Hills, isn't it? Uh, Jolene asked her if somewhat had happened, and she said no, nothing had happened, apart from accusing her sister-in-law of being an alcoholic in a somewhat flailing-about way and caused a gigantic family rift. Apart from that, nothing. Jolene then went into one of her faintly icky flights of fancy about a naughty milkman delivering Friday night drinks which I presume aren't milk. What she's after, she said, is a rugged, handsome fella with a glint in his eye. What a massive disappointment it'll be for delivery service patrons when Kenton turns up in a fleece with gravy down the front, holding a carrier bag full of Cronenberg. Also, if Kenton went sniggering on about wanting to recruit a naughty barmaid, good figure and pretty with a glint in her eye, there'd be a bloody outcry. I still think Kenton and Jolene are swingers, you know. If there isn't a massive clump of pampas grass outside the bull, I will be very surprised. This week, we also discovered that Bert Fry lives on tinned mackerel. Oh, on the one hand, poor Bert Fry. And on the other hand, no wonder he's still digging gardens at the age of 846, as he's so full of omega fish oil, he's practically a beluga whale. Emma the Accelerant was at it again, rushing about to interfere in Tracy suing Gavin. What's he got to do with her? At least when Susan interferes, it's just because she's nosy. Emma takes on this tremulous, it's all down to me, tone, when all she's actually doing is sticking her beak in. However, this did allow Cagney and Tracy to get their deer stalkers on again. Tracy was all up for identity theft, but Susan, the head of Borchester CID, said that was a bit of a long shot, and it had to be someone really, really clever or really, really stupid. Well, that's half the village, pointed out Tracy reasonably. Then she twigged it was Brad and described him as a little scamp, which I think sadly may have been edited for radio. Robert wanted to escape Fortress Ambridge and get to Leone, which just shows how desperate he is if he actively wants to spend time with Mango and James Bellamy. This was all Lillian's fault, of course. I was interested to hear that Lillian has the worst ringtone of all the ringtones, the piano one. Alice's ringtone, although annoying, is at least appropriate, as it sounds like someone pissed falling through a plate glass window. Robert described his night of passion to Lillian, which consisted of him sleeping in the shepherd's hut, which must have been uncomfortable after shoveling down a handful of Viagra. He probably had to leave the door open. Anyway, Lillian described this as throwing in the towel, which I thought was an unfortunate phrase. She then started to compare his attitude to having sex with Linda to DIY, which kind of missed the point because he was having to DIY as it was. But it all ended happily enough and they had a bit of a rapprochement. In fact, they had a rapprochement in the garden, then in the living room and then in the shepherd's hut until it fell over. 
Kenton has been without an obsession for weeks now, but Prospero the Peacock has kindly stepped into the breach and Kenton stepped into Prospero's passive-aggressive attacks all over the doorstep of the bull. He was already in a mood, Kenton, not Prospero, as Jolene had been asked to appear on Radio Gobshite, and he hadn't. Why would he? I mean, at least there was a vague reason for Jolene to be asked. But just because he's got a megaphone, he thinks he's Jerry Essex. Anyway, they went on the show and Susan described them as a dream team, more like a living nightmare. However, Susan did an excellent job of making the bull sound like a sort of of out-of-control wildlife park, thus driving away any remaining customers. Undeterred, Kenton and Jolene spent the evening watching Harrisman being chased around his own garden by the peacock and as a result decided that the beer garden of the bull was a feature. They're forever declaring that things are the thing the bull is known for. So far, it's been the name, Shires, its bloody awful events, the peacock, despite the fact that everyone had completely forgotten about Eccles until Kenton backed over him, and now it's the garden. From the way Emma described it, it sounds like a car park full of crisp packets enlivened by the odd fag butt. And finally, back at the shop, Cagney and Tracy were at it again. Susan had noticed all the custard creams had vanished, all the packet soups and some light bulbs. It was either a shoplifter or someone who really wanted to test a chef on Ready Steady Cook. The crime-fighting duo then remembered they had CCTV. Why is Tracy helping Susan in the shop anyway, which has already got a job? In a deeply scientific evidence-based discussion, they decided that Joy Horville was the masked phantom custard cream pilferer because she talked too much, and Susan plumped for Gavin because he wasn't sorry enough for blowing gay grables up with some toast. And the final and most astonishing reveal was that Brad, who Tracy seems to regard as almost medically thick, has software on his phone that turns it into a spy phone. Eh? That is the plot equivalent of an eight-year-old finishing a story with, and then I woke up and it was all a dream. However, as I have now discounted harassment entirely as involved in upholding law and order in any way whatsoever, as the only thing he's managed to get to the bottom of is a single and likely case of llama theft, I am very happy to hand the reins of justice over to the Sisters of No Mercy. I don't care what Gav gets accused of or nicked for. More power to Cagney and Tracy. As the more uncomfortable Gav gets, the happier I get. The end. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 